talking about the last two episodes and with our journeys of going through the divorce and yeah um you know through this time we we both agree that we felt alone we felt you know besides ourselves, and Mm -hmm. really truly the only person that we felt like we could go to was heavenly father and our savior and so we hope you felt that in hearing the song and knowing that you can do that you can turn to your Heavenly Father, and He can be your best friend. Like, He he understands us when no one else was. Because, because He was sacrificed on the cross and endured the atonement, I believe that's why He can, because He, He he suffered everything that we would ever endure in this life, because He had to, in order to understand us. Yeah. So... We're really glad that we got to do that for you guys. I don't know if that's a thing on podcasts to sing and play, but um, that's one of the ways that me and Liesl connect. So I'm sure this won't be the last time (laughs) you hear us singing or playing together. Might not be one that makes you cry next time. Yeah. This was super fitting for today. I loved it. It was. Yeah, and be kind. We only practiced it like five times, so. (laughs) True. Um, We also had to do this on the next podcast because I guess podcasts on here are only an hour. So we apologize that you had to listen to episode two. But So, Kenna, do you want to share any more of your story now that we have time? Or Yeah, yeah, we can definitely do that. And, you know, this episode will probably be a little bit shorter than an hour Mm -hmm. just because a lot was jam-packed in the last episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so where should we pick off? Um, <laughs> you were going to talk about the letter. Okay, yeah, let me, let me grab it. Okay, so while she's grabbing that letter, um, there's just something I, I really wanted to make clear and talk about is, um, I know that I have said, you know, I was able to, like, stay a member of the Church of Jesus Christ and, you know keep my testimony intact while I was able to 
endure this hard trial. But I just wanted to like make it super clear that this didn't come without a huge struggle. Like I really struggled with my testimony. I really struggled with um, almost like Mel, um, like Mel people in my life that were, you know, my leaders or someone I was supposed to confide in. And I really struggled with, you know, my understanding of marriage and all those things. And so I just want to, you know, give a shout out to anyone out there who has gone through something similar and for whatever reason, you know, not been able to stay in their faith or yeah. to, you know, questioned their, their, their belief in God, or if he understands you or be able to stay, you know, in any religion or something, you know, when we go through hard things. And so I don't want to discount that for anyone. And my story is my story. And I am sharing that authentically, but I just know that everyone's story is so different and so unique that I honor anyone who's on this hard journey because it takes time. It takes time to believe again, to trust. And it took me so much time to, you know, just have hope and sometimes to be perfectly obedient. Like I'll be honest, I had, I had a streak where I was a little bit rebellious, but I knew through all of that, that Heavenly Father was super aware of me and he knew my, where my heart was because of what I hindered. And so I just want to, you know, honor any of those people that may not be able to be on that same path or to really struggle and just know that Heavenly Father knows you and he loves you regardless of what your choices are. Because when life gives us trials, it's, it's really hard to, to stay anywhere, you know, and we have to do things to keep our emotions safe and our, and to just feel like we can be safe again. And so I, I see, I see all of you and I honor you and I love you and life is so hard and no matter what, um, God loves you. So isn't she the best <laughs> you guys, don't we just love Lisa and everything that she shares? You could just feel the love that she has <laughs> through this phone, probably, and that's who she is. That is how Lisa is all the time. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm right there with her. We we see you and we understand and know that life is hard. And um, you know, I I have a lot of friends who are not members of the church, and yeah, me too. I still connect with them and I still love them for exactly who they are. Um, yep. And, you know, I even have had friends that were members of the church and felt like they walked away because of some of their trials and things that they've gone through. And he sees you. Yeah. yeah. He knows you. He, he, he knows the plan. And there's a plan for everyone. Yep. Just because he does love us. Um, speaking of plans, <laughs> um, I, uh, when on the day of, this separation with my husband I thought I had planned it over and over in my mind how that would go um, but it it obviously doesn't go exactly as planned because you know they react and they have their own feelings and emotions too um, but one of the things that I did to help me go through with the decision was to write a letter um, and so I just wanted to share a little bit of that letter with you guys, um, just to give you a little taste of what I was feeling in this moment and um, how hurtful and how hard this divorce was for me. Um, so I'll just start. It says, um, let's see. 
let's see. There's so many good parts in it. Um, oh, here we go. I know it seems small, but the little things often matter the most. I guess what I'm trying to say is I wish I felt more loved by you. I wish you wanted to be with me and that you wanted to take care of me. I wanted a partnership, a marriage, not a roommate, not only a friend. I wanted you as my husband. I know I definitely have the friend part, but just missing the in love honeymoon phase, wanting to be together feeling, and I just haven't had that. For these reasons, I feel a need to step back and for us to be separated to Hill. I know from our previous discussions that you wanted to be there for me and that you wanted to be better. And I totally believe that, but I just don't think right now is our time. There's no doubt you are a good guy, so nice and so kind to everyone. I love the memories we've been able to create and the friendships we developed, but I have to do what's right for me. I truly wish this could have worked out. I've prayed over this and I've thought about this for a while. I just didn't want to lead you on and hope you will forgive me. Um, and so that's just a little excerpt of my letter. letter. Yeah. And Liesl, did you have similar feelings and similar thoughts at that time when you were separating? Like, oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost a feeling of betrayal. I think because you've made these commitments and this and this eternal covenant and you kind of assume and think that like the things you're doing will be reciprocated and that someone would love you enough to want to do those things or not do things that hurt you and want to make sure you're safe and feel like loved and taken care of and so it's so hard when you start not feeling that way, you know. And for me, like I said, it was like the words were there, but the actions weren't there. And so I had to actions speak louder than words, right? Yeah. And I think I had a hard time realizing that the actions weren't adding up. And I, yeah, that was so hard for me. And it, it is a feeling of complete betrayal. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. And, and I've also told people that for no one, so for someone who's never gone through divorce, it's hard to like, help someone understand but for me it almost felt like I was mourning the death of somebody oh yeah like it's that is it's so because it's like they're there and all of a sudden it's just done and you become kind of enemies and the hardest part about them is they're still there they're still alive they're still you know and their story still goes on and you kind of have to rewrite your own story without them but um Obviously, I'm really not in that place anymore, you know, because I was able to move on, and I'm so grateful because I would have never met Troy, and um, I know you'll get there. It takes time. It really does, and you go through the grieving process, and you have to go through the grieving process. You have to allow yourself to feel those feelings. Yeah. So, like I told Ken, I'm like, if you need to go punch a punching bag, do it. Like, go rage. <laughs> I raged a lot. It was scary at times. Like, Did you I go to a rage... Um... <laughs> Not a rage store, but a rage, like, they have these places where you can literally go rage. TVs and oh, yeah. no laptops. I didn't do that, but my dad, <laughs> my dad could tell when my, like, anger would build up and I needed to let it out somehow, and he could tell when I was just, like, so he would help me do things, and one time <laughs> I ended up destroying the door of my room to, like, let out my anger. 
because I was so, there was so much anger involved in it. And I had to allow myself to fill it. And I had so much anger that I destroyed a door. You guys, I didn't know that was in me. <laughs> my wrist hurt. My, my, my punch, my, uh, not my punch. Your my, knuckle. my knuckles hurt so bad, but I felt so much relief. So my advice is get a punching bag. I don't think destroying a door is good, but you have to. That's the thing I learned is if I didn't feel those feelings, it would pent up inside of me and I would go crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and back to the feeling like you're grieving a loss. Yeah. Um, I think that is a really good way to describe what it is that we went through or are going through. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's like that person is still there. You know, they are still living life. And I think what's hard for me is that love is still there. That affection for that person is still there. Yeah. And... You just couldn't you, do you life have to You have to put it away. You have to, yeah. in order to move on, you really have to look past, you know, that love and those feelings of emotion and and let, let them go. Because I, I know for me, if I pay attention to it for too long, I could fall back into his arms. I could, you know, yeah. go back to that place because it is comfortable and... We were together and we were married you know we he was the most intimate person i've ever been with so yeah you know those feelings of wanting to go back it's easy it's easy to get there and so don't let yourself text me if you have to (laughs) your mom or julie just julie yeah everyone (laughs) yeah so that's something i'm still working through too is just still letting him go even though the separation has happened and yeah um letting him live his life and speaking of you know living life um an update on me since everything has gone down um i i was able to after the separation i lived with my parents for a little while yeah um and i was there for probably i don't know maybe a month and you know, my parents were so kind and so supportive. And honestly, shout out to you guys. Kim and Darren, you guys are They're the bomb. some of the best people ever. So are my parents. I mean, they allowed me to live with them for a year and help me get through that. Like, I couldn't have done it without them. They, oh, yeah. They mended me. They, they, like, revived me back to life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, I just, I wasn't planning on sharing this, but maybe I will share this. You should. Um, so, the week of the separation, um, after we had already been separated, it was the very first Sunday after we left each other. Mm-hmm. And were you divorced yet or no? No, we were still married yeah. at this time. Mm-hmm. So, it was brand new. And um, he, I mean, I guess we were separated in the sense that we were you know, not living in different places. He was in Perry at the time and I was in Syracuse. Mm -hmm. So the separation happened on a Friday and then, yeah, two days later was when, um, was when we had that first Sunday dinner. And I will never forget this day, you guys, because 
this was when I was feeling the peak of my emotions. I was in shock. I was mad. I was sad. I was very, very emotional. And I just will never forget all of my brothers. So I have two brothers that are married. Um, and then I have another brother who's seriously dating someone. So all of them showed up with their wives and their girlfriends and my mom and dad were there. And then there was obviously an empty seat at the table. Mind you guys, at this point, my brothers didn't know that me and my husband were getting divorced. They had no idea. Wow. They knew that he was gone and they just assumed that he was working or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was visibly emotional and as we sat down at the table, something happened where we were pointing out the missing seat and I lost it, Liesl. I was so sad. <laughs> I just remember, I, I was physically like hyperventilating, like, oh yeah, just in pure shock of everything. And I remember I took one look at my mom and I just ran downstairs. <laughs> I had to leave the dinner table. I couldn't even take a bite. I was I was too distraught, I guess. Oh, yeah. So I go downstairs, and I'm crying, trying to process all my emotions. The dinner table is absolutely silent. Like, this is something I... This was out of character for me. Yeah. I, for one thing, didn't cry that much, ever. You went through something really traumatic. Yeah. I would dis don't discount that. I mean, it wasn't like a form of like you know physical abuse but like that's what I say is it's trauma yeah it's traumatic it's it really very was. traumatic and I guess I was trying to process that like try to take it all in and so that's what I was doing downstairs and then my brother Aiden came down and he just put his arm arm around me and he goes Kenna I love you mm -hmm. he goes I I don't know what's going on and I know when you're ready you'll tell me but yeah. I'm here for you. And he just like sat there and we didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And then my mom came down and she put her other arm around me and just cried with me for a minute. Cause you know, it's hard for my parents too, you know, cause my family accepted him. It was a yeah. loss for them too. Yeah. And so we were all kind of grieving and we were all trying to take it all in. Um, and so I finally emotionally got to a point where I could go upstairs and go back to dinner. We had a wonderful dinner, and then um, my mom pulled me aside and she goes, can I think this might be a good time for you to share your story, mm -hmm. tell your brothers what happened, and we'll go through it together. And at this point, I don't think I admitted to myself that I was getting divorced. I think I was... In denial. In denial. Yep. I definitely was. That's the face. I was there for a long time. Yeah. And so, after we cleaned up dinner, I got to the point where I was emotionally ready to share. Mm -hmm. And as we were, we were all in the living room, um, right before I shared my story, I got emotional again <laughs> and my I'll never forget this you guys if you know my brothers you will just think this is the sweetest thing ever um, they are really sweet they are so my one brother he didn't say anything had his arm around me 
I had another brother that was playing with my hair and my other brother was rubbing my feet. Oh my gosh. And still at this point, they had no idea what was going on. And they were just crowded right there next to me, shoulder to shoulder, letting me know everything's gonna be okay. And yeah, and I shared my story and I, it's so weird because as hard as that day was, it was also the day where I felt the most loved. Yeah. Um, just to have my brothers there supporting me and understanding and my dad too. My dad was really protective and, oh yeah. And you know, mom, mama bear. So, and even like all of their girlfriends and wives were right there to support me too. And it was just a beautiful moment, like, despite how hard everything was that day. So much support and love. It really was. Yeah. Full of love and support. And, um... Families are the best. You always know you can count on them. Yeah. Yeah. So, even after that, um, that following week, I started to make changes on my social media. Mm -hmm. And... Because I finally got out of that denial stage. I was like, okay, now I'm admitting that this is what's happening in my life. So I took him off of all of my pictures and social media. And my bridesmaids somehow found out about it. And so I don't know how they did it. But you guys, seriously, one by one, they, for every day the next week, they would come to my house and they would hang out with me, talk to me for a couple hours, and let oh me share gosh. my story. And seriously, Monday through Friday, I think I had one bridesmaid with me. And so it just really, for me, went to show what true friends I had. And Yeah, they um, loved you regardless of what. Yeah. yeah. So for those of you that are listening, um, I guess I'm sharing this in hopes that if you are struggling and you are thinking about getting a divorce, just know that there is a lot of support out there for you. Yeah. You know, friends, family, neighbors, you know, they, they care about you and they want what's best for you. And, um, and I will say on the other end, if you are someone who is related to someone who's going through something like this, or you know somebody, or you've heard about it, the only thing someone needs from you is love in times like these and I know it's hard sometimes when we outside looking and don't know what's going on and I learned it's really not our place to decide if someone needs that love and you know judgment or it's like honestly all I wanted was from everyone to just give me a hug and tell me I was okay you know and I'm like I didn't think I was gonna go through this I didn't want to go through this and I just wish that everyone and like like you said, everyone was giving you that love, but I did have, I did lose some friends through oh, all of this, and I told myself, you know what, I am going to pray for them because I don't think they understand. I don't think they get it, and until you go through it, you don't get it, and yeah. I didn't get it, and then when I went through it, I was like, wow, I'm like, I don't think these people, I, and like, and I'm like saying most, for the most part, it was conditional love, but there was a few where I was like, okay, I will pray for them. I will pray for them. And that's what I did. So yes, it is. And I think the more that you learn about and understand what goes through these things and people know, realizing that sometimes people need to go through these things, it's just love and understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And compassion. 
yeah. having compassion for that person going through it um, letting them talk yeah that's the thing you guys like I think when I was first going through this people were scared to approach me and ask me how I was doing mm-hmm. they were afraid to ask about my story or it's almost better for them to just kind of avoid it because they don't know how to it's like no just say hi to me yeah it's like <laughs> no please talk to me please like I do want to talk about it I need yeah. to talk about it in order to get better yeah and so yeah I think talking about it is healthy and it's good and it helps with the process mm-hmm so, Kenna, have you done any, um, like, mental health work? Have you met with, like, a therapist, or are you doing any of that right now? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't even think my family knows this, but yeah. I did sign up right yeah. after right after the divorce. I signed up with Better Help Therapy. Mm-hmm. And great. it's an online therapy, and... Yeah. It's once a week, but it's 45 minutes long, and it's very, it's awesome. I don't know why I didn't do therapy before. I think you don't know therapy how has a bad rap. Until like, you do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I actually was talking with someone about this today, is it's almost like um, exercise for your mental health. It's like lifting weights for your mental health. and mm-hmm. Like, just like exercise, your body needs exercise, your mind Especially in times like these needs therapy. Yeah. To process it, to learn how to work through it, big emotions, it's scary. Yeah. So that was actually something that we want to focus on in a whole podcast is talking about mental health and, you know, how um, therapy and, and, you know, how it can help you and, you know, in times like this where, like, we did go through something traumatic and we don't have to disown that, you know, like I said, it wasn't like it was this huge thing, but it doesn't really matter what it is, it's how you react to it, and I had a lot of trauma and PTSD, so I've had to work through a lot, Yeah. you know, and it's like, even just this last year, I finally feel like I'm finally pulling out of it, pulling out of that, it doesn't just go away, it takes a lot of, the PTSD, you know, is still there, and so, for sure, yeah, we'll have to dive into that one, so. Yeah, and, you know, we... We want to mention this too, that depression and anxiety is a real thing. I personally did not experience, you know, in a severe way with those things. But, you know, I I watched my husband go through that. And to watch someone you love go through something like that is very hard and can be traumatic depending on how they deal with it. Yeah. And that's what therapy is really good for therapy helps you work through those emotions and those feelings and you know I think I'm really glad that I had that experience and that I did have him in my life because now I have more compassion for those people who do struggle with that yes and I think that's a misconception with you know talking about my divorce too like people will say oh you can't handle people who have anxiety or depression like you you don't want to marry someone who deals with that because it led you to get a divorce. Yeah. And the truth is, you guys, that is not the issue. Like, everyone deals with it. Everyone has it. Yeah. I think it's just, it was more you know, about... having someone who knew how to manage it and wanting to be better and take care of themselves. And change rather than kind of using it as a crutch to, like, 
cop out of life. Yeah. 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 So I think those were some of the factors that I needed in a person. The honesty of it. Yeah. So, but we'll save that for another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Should we end with our she shanty? Oh yeah, we can we can do that. Okay. Um Do you have it? Okay. <laughs> Guys, we are still so new with that she shanty. By the way, if you're still listening by now, like shout out to you. <laughs> for Holy real. Holy cow. Yeah, this is a whirlwind, you guys. <laughs> Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. One, two, ready, go. There once were some friends named Kim and Lisa who started a podcast to share how they feel. The voices inside their head.